Hey, this is Matt Stacy, youth pastor at New Life, and this is our podcast. I hope that the preaching and teaching you listen to here encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with God. This podcast is a ministry of New Life, and as such, is completely free to the listener. That being said, if you feel led to give to this ministry, we want to make that available to you. You can text GIVE to 833-793-0451. You can also give online through the Tithely app by searching New Life Tabernacle. Thank you, and we hope you enjoy the message. Amen, amen. Praise God. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of 1 Chronicles chapter 13. 1 Chronicles chapter 13, verse number 6. Amen. Welcomed all of our other guests, but since then, Michael and Dina came in. Glad to have them this morning. Amen. Amen. 1 Chronicles chapter 13. I want to take your attention to verse number 6. Chronicles chapter 13, verse number 6. And David went up and all Israel to Balaam, that is to Kirjath-Jerim, which belonged to Judah, to bring up thence the ark of the Lord that dwelleth between the cherubims, whose name is called on it. They carried the ark of God in a new cart out of the house of Abinadab. And Uzzah and Ahio drave the cart. And David and all Israel played before God with all their might. And was singing with harps, with psalteries, with timbrels, with cymbals, and with trumpets. And when they came under the threshing floor of Chidon, Uzzah put forth his hand to hold the ark, for the oxen stumbled. The anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and he smote him because he put his hand to the ark. And there he died before God. And David was displeased because the Lord had made a breach upon Uzzah. Wherefore that place is called Perez Uzzah to this day. And David was afraid of God that day, saying, How shall I bring the ark of God home to me? How shall I bring the ark of God home to me? Amen. And I want to talk to you this morning just for the next few moments on this subject. I didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming. Life has a way of kind of bringing some things into our life we're not always prepared for. Life has a way of kind of catching us off guard from time to time. Amen. And that's what happened to David in this story. The best of his intentions was trying to get the ark of God home. 
He didn't foresee what was going to take place that day. Amen. But it happened. We're going to talk about it this morning. I didn't see it coming. Lord, we're thankful today for your word. Pray, Lord, that you would speak to us today. Open our understanding to your word. Help us, Lord Jesus, to follow the leading of your spirit today. Lord, I pray that your anointing would rest upon us. That your word would go forth with, with anointing, with clarity. Touch every heart, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated this morning. As we follow our reading of text in this particular scripture this morning, we read of a very tragic story of the death of Uzzah. It was this Ark of the Covenant that had been captured by the Philistines some 20 years before David had became king. The Ark was Israel's national treasure. It was their most sacred object. It was the, the place where the presence of God dwelt with His people. It was represented by this Ark of the Covenant. However, if you follow Scripture, you read that there was a day in battle that, that, that Saul determined that the Ark would, would be able to turn the battle in their favor. And, and the Ark would, would save them. And, and so he brought the Ark into battle without the blessing or the instruction of God. And, and then it was soon after that that tragedy began to follow. And it was before the day was over, the Philistines had carried the Ark of, of, of the Covenant into uh, uh, their own uh, possession that day. And they had captured the Ark and had taken it home. However, they didn't keep the ark very long until they realized that, that this isn't something we want to, to have. And they, they, you, you follow the story and they, 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 they first put it in the temple with their idol Dagon. And, and, and then they came back the next morning to find that Dagon had been destroyed, that he couldn't stand in the presence of the, the, the one true God and 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 so they 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 realize this is not something that that we need to keep here and it wasn't uh, long after that that a great plague came over the city uh, um, and then they moved the ark to a new city and and that plague would then uh, appear at the new city and eventually they realized the problem wasn't uh, the plague the problem was the ark. Anybody ever recognize that? The problem is not the problem. The problem oftentimes that we think is the problem is not the real issue. We say it often, the issue is not the issue. It's just what showed up. The issue wasn't the ark. The issue was it was not where it needed to be. And, 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 and so as they began to realize that this thing is only causing us 
trouble. And, and, and so they realized that they had no business, business trying to possess the glory of God. And so scripture tells us that they built themselves a new cart. And they hitched to this cart to a team of oxen. And they sent this ark on its way back to Jerusalem. If you follow scripture, you find that the ark, it didn't make it all the way back to Jerusalem, but it only made it to Abinadab's house in Kiriath-Jerim. It was there that, uh, that, that, that the ark had, had come to stop and, and it was there that they put the ark in uh, Abinadab's house and it was there that it came uh, to rest and it remained for the rest of Saul's reign. However, when David became king, he established his throne in the kingdom and in Jerusalem. He determined it's time to bring the ark home. He wanted the glory of God back to Jerusalem. And, 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 and his desire was to bring and to restore God's glory back to its rightful place where it belonged. Now can I tell you, if you follow this story, you understand that David's intentions were pure. He had every intention of doing the right thing. His goal was a good and godly goal. He meant that was not the problem. It wasn't what David was trying to do. He meant, but it was how he went about doing it. Amen. In his haste to do a good thing, in his zeal for the glory of God, David failed to take time to learn how the ark was intended to be transported in the first place. Amen. The instructions were clear. When the ark was built, amen, any Levite would have been able to find those clear instructions. The ark was to be carried upon the shoulders of the priests. That's how God had always intended for the ark to be moved. But David decided, I have a better way. Amen. It would be much easier if we'll build a cart. It would be much easier if we would just transport the ark on a cart. And so David built a brand new cart. He didn't spare any expense. He built this cart so that it would transport the ark of the covenant. And can I say again, David had every intention of doing the right Thing. Amen. But the problem is, is where did he get the idea of transporting the ark on the a cart in the first place? He never read about that in the Word of God. He never found that in the history of anywhere. But instead, he looked, and instead of consulting the Word of God, he looked at the Philistines 
for how they transported the ark. And so that's how he designed the plan to move the ark. Can I tell you today, as a child of God, you've got to be careful where you find your instructions for living your life. Amen. This world is not the book that we are to follow. Culture and the things that's happening in this world is not where we find our direction. We don't find our direction from the White House. We don't find our direction from the State House. We don't find our direction from the culture and the, the, the social warriors of the day. But can I tell you, the only way we're going to find clear direction for our life today is in the Word of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. David, it doesn't matter that the Philistines were successful in moving the ark on a cart. That was not the plan of God. Can I preach to you today? God still has a plan for our lives. God still has a plan. And His plan is not outdated. But His plan still works. Amen. But David decided we're going to follow the plan of the Philistines. And everything started out so well. They got the oxen. They got the cart. Uzzah and Ahio drove the cart. And as the scene begins to unfold before our eyes, the Bible lets us to know that David and all of Israel play, played before God with all their might. There was singing. There was harp playing. The psalteries were making beautiful noise. The timbrels, the cymbals, the trumpets. There was a great time of worship and celebration that was taking place. This is the day the ark was coming home. Everything was going so well until it happened. The ox stumbled. And Uzzah, in all of his good intentions, he reached out to just stabilize the ark. However, the Bible tells us that the anger of the Lord was kindled against him and he smote him because he put his hand to the ark and there he died before God. There was instructions in his word. Man can't touch the ark. He man does it seem fair. He man we could debate all of that of all the whys and the how comes. The thing about it is, is God had a plan and He expects His plan to be followed. When Uzzah reached out and he violated God's plan, God's judgment came upon his life. All of a sudden, he, man, the celebration stopped. The singing stopped. The worship stops. And the Bible says that David 
was afraid of God that day. And he said, how shall I bring the ark of God home to me? Amen. Can I tell you, he did the right thing, but it was a little bit too late. He meant after the tragedy, after the disaster, after Uzzah died, after all of the things of the day had transpired, then David got it right when he began to inquire of the Lord, God, how shall I bring the ark home to me? He didn't see it coming. It was out of nowhere. It was out of the goodness of what was trying to happen. Uzzah didn't want to see the ark fall and he reached out to steady it. But because it violated the instructions of God, it left him dead on the side of the road. That seems kind of drastic when you stop and think about it. But can I tell you, God has never consulted man for our opinion on how He does things. He's clearly given us His Word and He's established His Word. Amen. And I would submit to you today, if David would have done the right thing in the first place, Uzzah would have never died. Oh, we can begin to blame God. Well, this happened. Uzzah died because God's too harsh and His judgment is too hard. And we can blame God and we can do all sorts of things. Amen. But can I tell you, if David would have just sought the Lord in the first place. Oh, hallelujah to God. I've come to remind you today, life has a way of bringing things that you just didn't see coming. Life has a way of bringing circumstances that we weren't prepared for and that we didn't plan for. Anybody ever been blindsided? Amen. There's nothing pleasant about blindsided. Amen. One one of the, the worst hits that you can have on a football field is when you're blindsided. Brother Kendall, you're going to make that tackle and you've never seen the blocker as he come and he plowed into you. Amen. And he hit you blindsided and you've never seen it coming. It seems like God, amen, in life that we have, amen, we have circumstances that leave us blindsided by the events that happen in our life. Out of nowhere, circumstances happen. Out of nowhere, we get that phone call that we never expected. Out of nowhere, a sickness shows up. Out of nowhere, I didn't see it coming. He, man, and this happened and that happened. And all of a sudden our life is faced and to deal with a tragedy that we never seen coming. Amen. I've come to remind us today. Amen. It's not after the tragedy that we need to be seeking after the Lord. Too many times 
we make prayer a last resort. We get it mixed up just like David did. We decide I can handle this and I'll take care of this and I'll do that and I'll build my own cart and I'm going to plan my own life and I'm going to do my own thing and I'm going to just figure it all out. And God, you just have to fit into my plans. God, you just have to fit into my new cart that I've built. Amen. But then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, life happens and situations take place and it leaves us devastated as we're wondering what do I do now amen but can I tell you if we can just ever learn to go to the right place the first time can I tell you his word is never going to lead you astray his word is never going to lead you astray amen too many times amen we wait until life has hit us out of nowhere. Then we decide to pray. Then we decide to call the pastor. Amen. And you know, it seems like, and that's what I do, that's what I'm here for. Amen. When life falls apart, I'm going to be the first one beside you to help pick up the pieces. And we're going to do our best to put it back together. Amen. And, and I believe, uh, amen. And that, that's what I've tried to do my entire ministry is put, put broken pieces back together. And amen. And, and when life falls apart, I'm going to be the first one there to put it back together. Uh, amen. But brother Chad, can I tell you, it would be so much better if we had just go to the Lord in the first place. Uh, amen. And get his direction. Uh, amen. Instead of trying to go my own way. Instead of trying to build my own cart, uh, amen, why don't we inquire after the voice of the Lord? You know, it didn't make sense for that ark to be carried on the shoulders of priests. It didn't make sense of why it would have to be carried on the shoulders of the priest. It makes much more sense to put it on a cart. Let the oxen bear the brunt. And you know, there's a lot of things that I could get into the Word of God. And if God would just ask my opinion, I could figure out, I think, a better way of doing things till I get down that road and I find out that God's way is always the best way. But in my mind, and you know what the Bible says, I'm not by myself, because he says the way of a man is right in his own eyes. Logan, you're just automatically going to think your way is the right way. That's what the Bible says. Is that, did I hit on something there? Oh, my. I got marriage advice coming right, right from the word of the Lord. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is that's what the Bible says the Bible says that my way is the best way because that's the way I'm going to look at things and so the Bible he already knew 
that man is going to look at things from that viewpoint, that I'm going to think my idea is best. And he said, man, the way of man is right in his own eyes. We just kind of, hey, now, it's all right for them to air out this stuff, but let's leave ours alone. (laughs) The fact is, is, is I'm man. And I have a tendency to look at things through my point of view too. And when I look at my own way of doing things, it's real easy to get messed up. Because the Bible tells me that I don't even know my own heart. The heart of man is deceitful, desperately wicked. That's why God didn't leave us to find our own way through this world. God didn't leave us to say, well, you just do the best you can to navigate through the troubles and trials of this world. You just make it the best way you can to figure things out as you're walking through this world. No, God loves us too much. He didn't tell you to figure your own way through your troubles. When life hits you and you don't see it coming, you just figure it out. No, God says, I've given you a plan. I've given you my word. I've given you the most powerful thing that you have. If you'll just go to me in prayer, can I tell you, calling on the name of the Lord still works. He, man, he'll hear your cry in a time of desperation. He'll hear your cry. When you don't see it coming, he, man, God's plan still works. He, man, and so while I can look around and I can begin to think well my way's better or I would have done it this way the first thing I need to understand is God is God and I'm not Him God has the best plan in mind Amen God's plan is the best plan Amen we serve a God that loves unconditionally I say it often, I'll say it again. There's not a thing you can do to cause God to love you more than He does right now. Amen. Caleb, there's not a thing you can do to cause God to love you more than He does right now. You know what the great thing is? There's not a thing you can do to cause Him to love you any less than He does right now. Because God loves. God loves. Amen. He's not some kind of overbearing God trying to see how miserable He can make life for His children. But can I preach to you today, there's a loving God. Amen. That He wants what's best for you. He wants what's best for you. Amen. Why did He endure Calvary? Why did He hang up on a cross? Why did He shed His blood? Amen. He was wounded for our transgression. The chastisement of His shoulder is upon Amen, upon Him. He did it for you. He did it for me. So that when life blindsides me, there's a God with clear direction. Amen. In my life. Amen. 
if I'll just turn toward him. If I'll just open my heart toward him. If I will just cry out to him. Hallelujah. Amen. When life hits me, amen, and I don't know which way to turn. I've just come for a few moments this morning to tell somebody God knows where you're at and He has a plan for your life. Hallelujah. Sometimes we have things happen in life. Amen. And we lose our way. Anybody ever got lost? Amen. We got one man to admit it. Amen. I always tell my wife, I don't, might not know where I'm at, but I'm not lost. Amen. The fact of the matter is, is we lose our way. Things happen. One of those things in life that just kind of smacks us upside the head. And, and, and things happen. It's easy to lose your way. But Chad, it's easier than one would think to get off track. Amen. I, I don't know of anybody that ever intended to derail. What he intended to get off track, but life and circumstances and things have a way. You hear me often talk about hurts and disappointments and things that happen. It's part of life. Life has a way to happen in our life to get off track. And in times that it happens, and it seems like, you know, we say that statement, when it rains, it pours. It seems like bad things don't just happen one at a time. Anybody know what I'm talking about? When the car breaks down, the washer goes out. And by the time you get that done... Something else is falling apart. And it's just like, can I catch a break? And often we have to just stop and say, I didn't see it coming. I wasn't prepared for that situation. And while I'm making light of the fact that's the little things, amen, but major things can happen in our life that just kind of get us off track. And, and all of a sudden we lose focus on where we're trying to go and we lose our direction and we're trying to find our way. Amen. And as David did, after it all fell apart, he decided to turn to God and say, God, how? How can I get this ark home? And he began to inquire in the Word of the Lord. And he found out that God had given specific directions and instructions on how to get it. And the next time when he gathered together, he got the priests together. They put the ark on their shoulders. They began with the same worship. They began with the same process. And this time, the celebration didn't end in tragedy because they were doing it following the plan of God for their life. Can I tell you, it doesn't mean that nothing bad's going to happen when you're trying to follow God's plan. But can I tell you, if you'll just keep walking with Him, if you'll just keep leaning on Him, Amen. The Bible said, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not on my own understanding. He will direct your path. He will direct your path. He meant I'm not always going to understand what God's doing. 
not going to always understand the whys and how it comes. I'd like to. Maybe there's some time in heaven we're going to be able to get a sit down with God and say, you know, I'd like to have some questions. Why you did it this way? Why did I have to go through that? The answer is probably going to be because you're so hard-headed you had to go through this in order for you to be saved. Is probably what the answer is going to be. I had to do this in order to get you to do this. And so that's probably what it's going to turn out to be. But the fact of the matter is, is I trust in the Lord. I know He's looking out for me. I know He loves me. And so I end this with a simple message. When I didn't see it coming, there's a God that has a plan. And He's got clear direction for my life. When life happens, circumstances happen, I don't need to try to understand it. I just need to lean on His understanding. I need to trust in the Lord and allow Him to direct my steps. Let's stand together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Somehow we could just learn to call on the Lord before tragedy happens. To call on the Lord before it all falls apart. To get into His Word before life derails. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's got a plan. God's got a purpose. Amen. And I come today to preach to you. You may be here this morning and you may be in the middle of one of those crises. You may be in the middle of what's going on. And you look around and you're like, I don't know how I got here. I didn't see it coming. You look around and you're trying to figure out how. How did this happen? How did this take place? And maybe you're here this morning. Amen. And you're in the middle of one of those situations. I have hope today. You may be dealing with broken pieces. I have hope today. God specializes in restoration. God specializes in putting it back together. Amen. What's the Bible say? He gives beauty for ashes. Amen. Joy for sorrow. God takes brokenness. And when He gets through putting it back together, hallelujah, hallelujah. So whatever your situation is today, I just want you to know there's a God in heaven. Amen. He wants to, He wants to help. He wants to work with you, to lead you to restore what's been broken. Hallelujah. I open this altar this morning. Amen. Whatever situation you find yourself in. Amen. Maybe you've been trying to go your own way. You want to get back on track. God, I've gotten off track.
Maybe you're facing brokenness. You're saying, God, I, I, need, to, I need to put this back together. Maybe you're in the midst of a crisis and you just need to know God's with you. Whatever your situation is, I wonder if you could just reach out to Him today and allow the Spirit of God just allow His love to reach around you. Allow His love to touch you. I'm reaching out to you today, O oh God. I'm reaching out to you today, O oh God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah.